Welcome to this episode of Student Success Heroes, a podcast by Engineerica Systems. I'm Janelle Connor, and I will be your host for this episode. This is a podcast where we highlight and celebrate the stories of our higher education professionals whose passion is making a difference in the lives of their students. We've been impressed by our student services professionals and their response to the COVID-19 pandemic, and today's interview is no different. A couple of weeks ago, we spoke to Michael Osadchuk, director of the University Tutoring Center for California Baptist University, regarding their response to the pandemic and any lessons learned. You'll hear some amazing insights and some innovative ideas they implemented to keep their services available for students, as well as some of the methods they use to keep communication going with their students. Let's get to it. My name is Michael Osadchuk. I am the director of the University Tutoring Center at California Baptist University. Our name is fairly simple. Um, We are the University Tutoring Center. So, um, you know, yeah, the the name is sort of explanatory. Um, So it's descriptive of what we do. So I am uh, directing and overseeing the operations of all of the non-writing tutoring that's happening on campus. Yeah, well, that sounds like a pretty big responsibility on your shoulders. So... (laughs) (laughs) It, it can be. It can be. Um, I have a, I have a great team and uh, a good support system within my office. And also we have a lot of support with faculty. So that's very helpful. Yes. That's key to success here, I believe. So yes. <laughs> tell me a little bit about what your goals or mission is in your center. Sure. Um, so my tutoring center falls under an umbrella office uh, called the Office of Student Success, which the, the Office of Student Success houses four different centers, and the University Tutoring Center is one of those. The, the real mission of the Office of Student Success is to empower students from the classroom's commencement. Um, our goal has always been to come alongside students as they're working through uh, coursework and, and really help get them the tools they need to be successful. And I've always sort of seen, you know, we always are trying to figure out uh, how do we define success, right? Yeah. And I think that for us, for me, um, in, in our center, we've always tried to define success as something bigger than not failing. I like that. So, so you know, you know, we need students that are in all these different places in their academic journey. Uh, some are just starting out. Some are, you know, some are weeks away from graduating. So, you know, the ultimate goal for students in in higher education is to get a degree and move into a career field. So we want to see students do that. But as they they come in for support services, you know, our goal isn't just to keep you from failing. Yeah. We want want to push you beyond that. And we want to help you achieve the things that you want to achieve in in this sort of academic journey. And, And those goals are fairly individual. You know, not everyone has the same goal. Yes. So we want to help students achieve the, the you know those personal goals and and help them get to graduation so they can they can move beyond that. So what are some of the ways that you engage students and talk through those goals with them? That's a good question. One of the ways I do that personally is I mentor students and so I just meet with them one on one and we talk about you know what their major is, what they're trying to achieve, what they want to do when they're finished with their education, what do they want to do with their education. And just sort of let them work through that on their own and work through that with me. And and again, you know, that, that gets that gets really individualistic and it gets into uh, really personal a lot of the time. You know, they're they're diving into to what this whole process means to them and 
and what they're trying to do. So a lot of times I do that in sort of a mentor fashion, but we also, what's really great about tutoring is you develop, you, you see students actually develop this sort of peer relationship where they're doing the same things, where they're talking about their their passions and their goals and their their desires and you know what they feel called to do in the world and, and how they want to impact the world and use their sort of education and their experience to you know help yes. people. You know, it's one of the one of the strangest things is every time I talk to students and I ask them like, what do they want to do with their major? So often I hear, I want to help people. <laughs> Which I think is just radically encouraging. It is. That we have a whole group of, you know, students anywhere from 18 to 40s and 50-year-olds who who are engaging in this educational experience to benefit their community and, and the world. You know, I, it's just uh, it's an encouraging thing. It is. It's truly inspiring. And I, I love the optimism in that. And also... Just thinking back about my career field and how I went into education, I worked at Valencia College for 11 years. And one of the reasons why I was there was because I loved helping people. I loved working with students and faculty and helping them to help the students be successful. And I went into my career with Engineerica with the same goals in mind to help schools and help bring the tools that they need in order to be successful with their students and help the students be successful. So I definitely can can relate to these students and their uh, their goal to be helping others. Yeah, it, it that's, that's really great. I went into higher education wanting to be a philosophy professor. And, um, <laughs> you know, I finished, I finished my undergrad, I finished my master's, and I sort of found myself with an opportunity to work in the tutoring center and thought this would be an interesting sort of in into higher education. And I just fell in love with it. I, I just fell in love with working in a one-on-one -on -one environment with students and training them professionally, helping train them academically. You know, it sort of morphed into this, into this much bigger thing than just teaching where, you know, I can still teach, Yeah. you know, but like, it wasn't this, uh, this this sort of like I'm just going to lecture today and let, I'm going to I'm going to bestow my wisdom upon you and you, you'll move with that and hopefully retain enough for me to grade you. Um, where you know where now I'm I'm working in an environment where I'm working with students one on one every day in all sorts of capacities. In in one respect, I'm working with students who are barely making it, and because I'm also responsible for our tutors, I'm working with some of the brightest minds on campus. It's just so rewarding to to work with students in that environment where on both ends of the spectrum you're you're helping them flourish it's <laughs> it's it's just it's been fantastic that's awesome how long have you been doing this now about nine and a half years wow so you must love it yeah i i started in i started working in a tutoring center sort of doing front office stuff in january 2011 and so I've just, it's been a really fantastic experience. Awesome. And I just, yeah, I, I love working with our students. They're, they are really great. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your operations and how they have been impacted by the current pandemic. Yeah. Um, who hasn't been impacted? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> in so many different capacities. So, uh, I, I mean, I think like everyone in the in the country, maybe even in the world, um, mm -hmm. we are are finishing our semester remotely. Our our schedule sort of 
I think worked out um, in our favor is definitely not the right word, but it could have been worse. Yeah. We have four weeks of instruction, really now only two and a half weeks left since we've come back. We removed to remote instruction. Basically, we made the decision the week before we went on spring break. The university decided to extend spring break by one week, and then we would finish out our four weeks plus finals week remotely in this month here of April. And so we basically had two weeks to take all the tutoring we were doing in person, all the group sessions we were doing, all the supplemental instruction we were doing, and move them online and move them, you know, to to sort of like a video conferencing, yeah. this sort of modality. So we did that and we've done it in many different ways. You know, the, the one-on-one instruction is working a little bit differently because it's remote. Uh, students have traditionally been funneled in to contact our office whether that be via telephone or to stop in and and meet with our front desk workers and and talk through what they're struggling with and the sort of support they need. And then those students would sort of direct them to the support, make an appointment with the right people, the right tutor, what have you. And so this sort of first big change was the new process is to have students just make all those appointments on their own. I, I won't say it's been a challenge because it, it's happening at a at a decent rate. But it it definitely makes me a little uncomfortable because <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure, I want to know that they're being directed to the right people, and and you know I'm just hoping that via the instructions we've given that it's clear enough that they can do that. The good news is is that the tutors that work for me are really good. So if if they're meeting with someone and you know let's say it's a bio class that they're connected to, but then they're like, well. You would really work better with this other person there. You know, I, I've taken these bio courses, but they're a bio major. They'll be re- they're really good about connecting students with each other for that support. So that's been sort of the first thing is just that big change and and having, you know, sort of eliminating that front desk operation direction, remotely moving it to students. But it's been working. The, the first week was a little like, oh, no, what's going to happen? There were appointments, you know, coming in and you're like, okay, they're, they're doing it, which is good. You know, we contacted students via email, which we have, oh, how many undergrads do we have? I don't want to get the number wrong. I have somewhere between six and 7,000 undergraduate students at, at Cal Baptist. And so, you know, you're like, okay, you send out this giant email and you're like, did anyone see it? Is anyone going <laughs> to respond? Yeah. Um, is, is anyone going to get the help they need? And then, and then we watched it come in and then we, we sort of compared the, the sort of percentage of courses we were getting scheduled with what we usually would get. So like, do we have a disproportionate number of like math appointments? Why? You know, um, yeah. or whatever. And so, so we compared those numbers and said like, okay, it seems like chemistry students aren't making appointments, but bio and math and nursing students are. So maybe bio faculty doesn't know that we're doing this this way. So let's let them Let's, you know, we'll contact them and have them reach out to their students and say, hey, guys, this support is in place if you need it. So we had to do that. That's a great way to use your data. Yeah, that we did that to sort of look and say, whoa, why aren't the chem students coming in? And we just contacted the chair. I, I, you know, I emailed the chair of our chem department and him and I have had a good relationship. We've worked on supplemental instruction together in the past and done some research with that. So I emailed him and just said, you know, can you let your faculty know that we're available? And he did. And and then boom, two days later, 
income to chemistry deployments. So, um, <laughs> awesome. So that's been, yeah, that's been really great. And you've been using Academia, right, to track the appointments? and That's right. I'm actually, have it open right on my desktop right now. Yeah, students are making appointments in Academia, and then we use, we actually use our past data from Academia to see what we did last semester. We usually compare fall to fall and spring to spring, mm-hmm. just because those two semesters we're on, you know, we're on the semester system, and those those two semesters function really differently. Not just in terms of what courses are offered, but so far in my history here, I've noticed fall functions differently because of incoming freshmen. Oh yes. So incoming freshmen, they access services differently in the fall than they do in the spring. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so we just kind of compare, okay, what did we do last spring? What, and I mean, there's also the differences in courses offered in this fall and spring, but that, that doesn't seem to impact it quite as much as that incoming cohort of students. So yeah, so we we used our past academia, I think we go back on our academia data to 2014 or 15. At least 2015 is data that we're currently still using to track through right now. And so we do a semester semester comparison every single year where at the end of the semester I sort of compare what we did this previous semester to the past. And so I'm just sort of you know doing that now um but just within these small weeks. So what did we do last April? Yeah. You know, what is how are things looking right now in terms of you know student support? And then and then the real question is for me is are students aware that the support is here and are they accessing it? Because I know that I know that they need it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just by our just by our past data. Well I love I love that you're using the data to help determine, you know, which students are you getting the message to versus which ones do we need to work with the deans and instructors to get that message out. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, it's uh, it's been really helpful. Uh, it's been really helpful to sort of have that. And we work closely with the provost office just sort of reporting, you know, where where the support is in, you know, by, by just reporting data and sort of interpreting it. Great. Can you think of any other challenges that you've had besides just getting the message out and getting people online? Yeah, I mean, the message, the message is, is by far the, been the number one challenge. You know, we've had, I mean, I think everybody will experience this. We've had We've had the sort of Zoom WebEx challenges. We're we're as a university, we're we're pretty much using WebEx as as exclusively as possible. But you know, I'll have tutors who will tell me, Oh, I couldn't log in like to WebEx this morning. I don't know what happened, it kept crashing. So we moved to FaceTime. That was just easy. And they've just said, Okay, we're gonna do this on FaceTime. And they'll just they'll email me, they'll let me know that that was sort of a hiccup in their appointment and I'm usually just really thankful that they're nimble and, you know, quick thinking enough to say like, okay, let's just move to FaceTime so that you can get the support you need and we'll figure out the rest later. Like the computer's not working, no big deal. We'll we'll figure that part out. Let's let's get the student the support they need and and we can we can figure out the rest. Wow. And I'm I'm really yeah, I'm really happy that the tutors are are thinking that way. Well, that's what they're supposed to be doing, you know, problem solving for themselves and helping other students problem solve. So it sounds like you've got a great team there. Yeah, they, they're fantastic. You know, I met with them over WebEx in the middle of the first week we came back. And I was really 
not optimistic that that I was going to hear positive feedback. <laughs> I was like, okay, how many fires am I going to have to put out today? And we got online together and had an absolutely wonderful 60-minute conversation about the things they were doing, about the their appointments they were having, the students they were meeting with, the courses they themselves were working in. You know, I'm going like, are there professors helping them along the way? Is that going to be an issue? <laughs> You know, they're not going to be able to support our students because they need support now. (laughs) And they were they were just overwhelmingly positive. They were, you know, just moving along in their class. Um, I won't say as usual, but (laughs) they were moving along as I would expect them to in in as normal as way as possible, given the circumstances. And so the, the sort of challenges I was expecting from just from all of the, the this, you know, giant pivot, as we're calling it, they weren't really experiencing. And that was really reassuring. Yes. Because I was like, okay, they're, they're there to do their work. They're responding. So those problems haven't occurred. One of the things that we have available is it's functionally walk-in tutoring or drop-in tutoring. Yes. Getting students to sort of not have an appointment, but just sort of like beam themselves into a to a session that's already going on. That probably is a bigger challenge that we're we're working on this week. If students make an appointment, they're very likely to show up. You know, they signed up for something, they'll be there. Yes. And in a face to face on campus setting where students are just you know, oh, I'm free at eight o'clock and I have this paper due tomorrow. I'm going to take it over to a history tutor and make sure that I have my timeline straight or whatever. Yeah. They're sort of in this community and, and they're, you know, they know that that thing is open to them. And when they're at home and every day feels a little bit like Groundhog Day, um, <laughs> I think, I think they're, they've been a little less likely to do that. Yes. A little less likely to just know that, it's not as consistent, you know, where it's like, oh, every day at this hour, this service is available. And now it's sort of like, well, on certain days, at certain hours, this service is still available, but maybe it's easier to make an appointment. Yeah. And so we might, you know, it's only been a week and a half of looking at that, of that service. So we might have to, we might have to shift that a bit and, and sort of, you know, keep it available, but make it a point, have students sign up. Still, but you know, I, I I don't know exactly how we'll we'll shift with that. I've I'm going to meet with the tutors again at the end of this week and sort of sort of gauge how uh, how that's going. But that's that's probably it's a I think that's a getting the word out challenge. But I also think it's more about just being in the campus culture and community and knowing certain things are just open for you. Yeah. During certain hours, right? And like well, you're just. You're just sort of there in that in that space, and now they're not. So yeah, and well, don't you think it might be a little intimidating, probably, for some of these students to have to jump on an online virtual meeting, and they're not sure what the process is going to be like instead of walking yes. over to a, a physical office to hand something to someone. Yes, I absolutely think that's true, um, and we're trying. I, we've been talking about how to make that as simple as possible so that it feels like just a welcoming space, you know? And so I think we'll figure that out. We're, you know, probably today is Wednesday. We're 10 days into that. So 
we'll have to figure out like what that next step is to make that happen or to just sort of maybe even just restructure it so that, okay, that didn't work well enough to grab the students that need the right help. So we'll figure out another way to reach them. And then the the other thing that's been, um, I wouldn't say a challenge, but um, probably a challenge that I, that I didn't address in the past that maybe I should or could have was we have set up a new service in academia where students can email questions to tutors and not have to be in a WebEx or a Zoom appointment. So they just sign up for the email question service. They get a uh, a response email that says, you know, if you signed up for this service, here are your two steps and here's, you know, how you'll hear back. That's been much nicer to have available because students maybe who are intimidated to to jump into a meeting online are able to just send an email and get answers to questions about coursework. I really like that idea. That's that's a unique one. I haven't heard uh, many people doing, so I really like that. I stole it from my writing center director. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I, have a co- I have a fantastic colleague, and he's doing that with papers where students can email, uh, you know, a paper in or a section and get feedback. And I was like, wow, that could be really useful and an efficient way for students to ask questions without having to schedule an appointment and talk to someone. So, yeah. And that helps with your operations and having to try and figure out when to have students available to do things. It, it helps to have that little, okay, there may be a delay, but we're getting this via email. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. It's, it's really, a, I mean, it's a really big shift. And at the end of the day, we know students need support and we want them to have the support they need and the support they've always had. If anything, we want to expand it. Even though it's different at the moment, we want to expand that so that the support is is maybe bigger than ever. Um, It just looks different. Yeah. No, and I think that goes back to like your mission and and everything that everyone's striving to do. I think your team has shown that they were prepared for anything almost because they have that goal of helping the students be successful. Yeah, and that's, I mean, one of the unique things about working at Cal Baptist is we've been an ever-changing institution. Um, We've been a fast-growing institution. And, you know, when I started in 2011, uh, there were just around 4,000 students. And our current, you know, we have just over 11,000 in fall of 19 FTE. So, (laughs) yeah, so it's been a big... yeah, it's been incredible growth. And that with that comes a lot of, you know, every year is different. Yes. So you're sort of used to big change. Um, and that really helps in this environment where where there's a lot of big change. Definitely. And so I just think that, you know, we've always we've always been on our toes. And I think that that really has helped in this in this environment where we haven't been just sitting back saying like, OK, the tutoring center just works and it's fine. And there are tutors there and they help. And you know, I run the trainings and check the time card. (laughs) It's never been that simple. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. You're not frozen in time. You're able to move forward and keep things afloat and moving, even though it has been, uh, like you said, a great pivot. Yes. Awesome. We'll just end with a quick thought and maybe tell me something that has happened that's been really inspiring to you. It could be related to how you got into education. You talked about it a bit before, but maybe there's an instance where you can remember that 
rewarding feeling of helping a student? Yeah, um, we, well, uh, a few summers ago, summer of 2014, our office was challenged with putting together a program for students who were facing academic suspension. And if those students, I won't say elected, if those students, because they have to be placed into our program, if those students are placed into our program, they're basically given another chance. It's basically like a last chance semester. And over the course of, this is either the fifth or the sixth year, you know, two semesters a year that I've had, I've I've taught this class. I've seen, I I mean, I don't have the data in front of me. Um, I have the data in front of me. Uh, We've seen so many students, you know. I trust you. (laughs) Yeah, we've seen so many students who should have been or could have been rather kicked out of school for academic reasons and forced to go to a community college and come back, or maybe they're just not going to here at all. We've seen those students, you know, walk across the stage of graduation. That's amazing. And that, that is, yeah, that is the most beyond, like, that's just the most rewarding thing in the world. Because there's a group of students you worked with each semester who were just really, really in a tough place. And through really teamwork, uh, the course is set up, the program that we set up, we set up so that, you know, I as sort of the mentor professor, and there to guide the discussion. Yeah. But the real goal is for the students to start holding each other accountable to move each other forward. And so watching like peer accountability and students work together and then go through, you know, another two, three, four semesters and get a college degree and move on into career has been that that's probably the most rewarding thing I've I've done. It's hard to put into words what it feels like to watch students who, you know, a university might have deemed as hopeless graduate. Yeah. It's fantastic. And so I really, I, I, like, it, it's really encouraging. And I know that, I know that everyone out there who works in student support, who have worked with struggling students and, and watched them succeed, have had that same feeling. And so um, I think that probably keeps us all coming back because it's just, it's just wonderful to be, you know, to, to be able to be part of a student's story and to know that what you're doing is making a difference. So true. I don't think I could put it better. <laughs> and then there was a final, there was a final thought. Um, okay. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll say one of the things, one of the other things that's been really rewarding and, and at least wouldn't happen this way otherwise without this pandemic is I'm able to work with my tutors a lot more closely now. You know, usually tutor training for us happens in a variety of ways, but most prominently a big tutor training session at the beginning of the semester, you know, where we go through the do's and don'ts, we cover plagiarism, we, we usually pick, I usually pick a particular kind of uh, scenario training and we go through that scenario. My tutors have always been wonderful and just done really great scenario training and just do over the top acting, which has been just fantastic. You know, like bullying someone and they plagiarizing a paper for you, and they're so good at it. And so that's always <laughs> been a real, real fun day. But um, that does sound fun. <laughs> but um, you know, this sort of like day to day, I see them, I say hello, they're working. I don't bother them other than a quick wave, um, and then maybe if I, you know, bump into them walking in or out, we'll we'll get to talk for you know a minute or two. But we've been able to use use webex and meet weekly and really spend time with each other 
that I didn't realize we could have maybe done all along. <laughs> um, and so the this sort of shift has really given us the opportunity to meet together, which I love because sometimes tutors function like independent contractors. Yes. And they think they work for themselves <laughs> <laughs> and they think they run their own schedule and they don't. And, and that, and that is, you know, it's its own challenge, but it's also unfortunate when that happens because they don't see themselves as part of this really, really big team. Yeah. And so getting everyone together on a, on a WebEx meeting once a week and interacting and talking about what's going well and what's not going well. And even little things like, Oh, I'm, you know, I have one tutor who's in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it's just like, Oh, I'm over here in Albuquerque. Most of us are in Southern California, but not all of us. And, you know, I've one in Northern California. So, you know, getting everyone together has been a really nice benefit of, of our uh, current situation because, it's it's allowed us to connect in a totally new and probably just closer way. Yes. You make the time more meaningful. Yeah. As well. Absolutely. Well, that's incredible. I'm very pleased to hear how well your team is doing. And if you need anything, please reach out. Our support team at Engineerica is here to help you and anyone else who needs it. And thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today, Michael. And I think that this interview uh, hopefully will bring some inspiration to others who've been struggling with some of the same challenges and give them some ideas that they can apply in their centers. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, I hope that it does. You know, academia and the, the support team at Engineering has always been really helpful. We have, you know, we've had many questions over the years. And usually in the sort of startup of the school year, I email and a list of questions. And, you know, your support team is always very quick and helpful to get back to us. Sometimes we do it, you know, online together, like in a conference call. Sometimes they just tell me what to do. Um, but it's always, we've always gotten what we needed. So that's always been great. I am going to actually have our team pilot the new drop-in program this week. Excellent. Um, that you have created, and uh, that's on my list. <laughs> We're going to talk about that, and so I'm sure I'll have questions, and I'm sure that I will email in. <laughs> please do, please do, please let us know how it goes, and uh, let us know if there's anything we can do to help you out. All right, I will. All right. A huge thank you to Michael Osadchuk, director of the University Tutoring Center. We want to thank him and California Baptist University for allowing us to share and celebrate their successes. And we want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in for this episode of Student Success Heroes, presented by Engineerica Systems. Engineerica is an innovative software company that has partnered with colleges and universities for over 25 years to bring them helpful tools and technology to aid them in their mission. Offering attendance tracking and student service center management systems such as Academia and student retention and success applications like AccuCampus, Engineerka also works with associations and event professionals to provide solutions that help to manage professional development or continuing education training and conferencing events. We love our higher ed heroes and hope that we can all learn from them and their inspiring stories. We also want to hear from you and invite you to leave us a voicemail sharing your stories and thoughts with us. So this week, we invite you to tell us what inspired you to go into education. Was it another amazing educator? Did you just happen upon a job in the field and fall in love? Whatever your experience, please share it. I'll leave a link to our voicemail box in the show notes. We look forward to hearing your messages 
and may play them in an upcoming episode. Please subscribe, share, and review this podcast to help us keep it going. Thank you for all you do to serve your students. We wish you safety at this time, and until next time, take care.